0: Let's have a chat with Nat Cleghorn. Morning to you, Nat.
1: Good morning, gentlemen. How are we?
0: Going well, thank you. Now, are you in lovely Coonawarra right now?
1: No, not currently. No, I am sitting in uh, equally lovely Ngambi. Excellent.
0: So, are you based in Ngambi now or are you based in Coonawarra?
1: No, I've moved, I- moved into Victoria. Excellent. Um, I moved over here early January. So, yeah, from SA to Victoria, here I am. <laughs> Well there's there's some
2: some parallels. I mean uh Kunawar is quite isolated in terms of it's right basically right in the middle, isn't it? And the Gambia, I mean at least you've got some you've got some pubs down the road and that sort of thing, but are you missing pipers of Panola and all that sort of stuff?
1: Oh look uh, yes yes, <laughs> yes, you're right on both fronts. Negambi is is almost a large city by comparison to Panola. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> But um, there's definitely more choice for places to eat. But I do miss um, Erica and Simon at, at Pipers for sure, and the Royal Oak, and the, the Prince of Wales, and all the other, uh, yeah, whilst limited, but very yummy eating places in Panola.
2: Well, have you been to the Two Barack Hotel yet? <laughs> the Bluestone Pub up there?
1: No, I haven't actually. I, I have to be honest, when I arrived, it was about a month and a bit before Vintage yeah. started, and, <laughs> and I was trying kind to of just. Yeah, jumped that, into the winery and, and unpacking boxes, and that's about all I've really been able to do.
2: Nat, that's an acceptable excuse for not going to the pub. Thank you. Doing vintage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now you've got, to, you've got to pony up and get down there. Anyway, they've got some of uh, Victoria's best pies, I reckon, as well as very good beers.
1: Mm. Well, it sounds like definitely a Sunday drive for right. me is in order. Very much so.
0: <laughs> um, so, Nat, um, we've, we've chatted before, but we haven't chatted in your um, current um work life, um, as in at Mitchelton. So um, how was vintage for you this year? Uh,
1: look, to be honest, vintage was really interesting, um, and I'm, I'm probably not alone across Australia saying that. Um, it was a, quite a long, drawn-out vintage um, that resulted in not a massive amount of uh, fruit, so our yields were quite down, but the quality was pretty good actually, I was quite surprised um, given that long, slow, cool ripening, um, it, whilst it can be a little bit nerve-wracking as a winemaker to hurry up and wait, um, if you have a little bit of faith and a little bit of patience um, you can end up with some wines that are showing beautiful balance um, and lovely flavour and that's exactly what we've got this year, we've got um, some stunning whites and some, and some very nice reds um, that are showing some lovely sort of elegance and purity that um, i'm very happy with
0: at this stage excellent um it's yeah so we we, we hear well, we heard um you know from lots of regions how challenging it was at the start particularly from you know uh, the point of view of um, disease pressure and you know not able to get machinery on the on the um, vineyards and all that sort of thing so it's good that it's that it's Come through for you. Well, at, and at the and other also end.
2: for you guys, I mean, you had some pretty bad flooding there before you yeah, arrived. Absolutely. I mean, was there an aftermath from that in terms of viticulture and other cultural things?
1: Yeah, look, that was before my time, and, and yeah. I'm, I'm still trying to get my head around the extent of the flooding. Um, yeah. In terms of the, the viticulture, we, we did have a couple of blocks that we didn't pick um, purely because they sat underwater for, for a little bit of time in October, November, or October. Mm. Um, but Michigan, the vineyard the house- the home vineyard or the estate vineyard itself sits reasonably high from the river, so there's only a handful of blocks that can sort of be impacted by actual flood water right. um and I think you know for this region, it was more the weather that caused the flooding that probably led to more of the issues than the flooding itself okay. if that makes sense mm-hmm. um so that sort of heavy rain in october november um and then you know it was a very cool and and reasonably wet um, summer and harvest, so you know uh you know take my hat off to John and his team in the in the vineyards. Um, they spent a lot of hours, a lot of time you know preempting weather and, and putting a lot of time and effort into making sure that we kept up our our preventative sprays and and you know manage the canopies and the and the blocks themselves to the best of their ability and as a mm-hmm. result we whilst we had a little bit of disease pressure, we certainly um Fared better than what you we sort
0: of got ahead of it in in, in yeah. some degree, um, and so you've got a you've got an underground cellar there. So I, I imagine that was completely underwater, was it?
1: Yes, I have um, actually seen some photos, and I and I you know every time I walk down there, I'm I'm sort of in awe. So yes, the the underground cellar, the the very large underground cellar, was impacted by floodwaters, um, and. I think I came over to meet the Ryan family maybe late October and I went for a walk into the winery and down there and and I other than that, a little bit of a damp smell which is completely gone now, I couldn't have told you that there was there was any issues down there. So the the team at yeah. Mitchelton really um amazed me with how quickly they turned everything around and, and cleaned everything up and, and <clears throat> in some ways it's probably done that little underground cellar or that, that big underground cellar um, the world of good because it gave it a, an intensive cleaning and then a, <laughs> a nice, a nice sanitising and the like. Um, so it's probably the cleanest and, and tightest thing. It's it's yeah. yeah, and, a and long time. probably
0: wouldn't have been prioritised um, <laughs> without that happening.
1: <laughs> no, no. Well, it's a big task, yeah. but, uh, um, cool. you know, because it is. Somebody mentioned the other day it's the size of three soccer fields or something. So it is quite yeah. a large space down there. yeah
2: So it's sort of a quite a general question from oh. me then, but given that you've done the you know, lion's share of your career over in South Australia. Does it feel like you've defected coming across to Victoria? Is a is there a different kind of cultural feel about wine here? Do you think?
1: I I think from a state perspective, it um it is different. There is a different feel to Victoria than South Australia. Um, from a regional perspective, I've never worked somewhere where the wine industry is not the major industry, and, right. and I'm finding that here. You know, in in this Ngambi region, like. There's a lot more horse people and, and farmers than there are winemakers. So yeah. that's interesting from, from my perspective. Um, I had a question from um, some guests the other day about the state of Victorian industry. And whilst I'm only six months in, I, I do find that it's there's a, a little bit of an undertone of um, excitement about being discovered in a way by some of the guests that I've spoken to. Mm. And I think in South Australia, there's... You know, I say they, we um, are fairly confident in where we sit in the Australian wine industry, and and sort of have this. I don't know. Maybe it's just the size of the industry and the the international recognition. But I think you know, there's so much scope here in Victoria, and particularly in this region here, um, to go and tell the world that this is a great place to grow grapes, and we make some beautiful wines, and and it's not necessarily South Australia, Coonawarra reds, or Barossa Shiraz, or you know, um, it, you know, even. Looking at our Blackwood Park Riesling and um, looking at it against Clare and Eden Valley, and I I have to admit I wasn't aware that Blackwood Park was you know Mitchelton's most highly awarded wine mm-hmm. uh, over the 50 years. And the more I sort of look into this wine, the more I taste back vintages, the more I you know um, get myself involved in and in, 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 you know get into making the, the Riesling I'm really really impressed at how beautiful it is and how different it is to Clare and Eden Valley and and I never knew about it and I just think it's such a story to tell for Victoria and this region.
0: Yeah it is it, it's um it's under undersold. I reckon that the, that is an yeah. iconic wine that Blackwood Park Riesling um yeah. yeah yeah so how far back have you been tasting back vintage of that?
1: Well, it's, it's funny enough. We're, we're trying. We keep finding new bottles of them. So I've actually got a lineup that I've got to sit down and um, go through shortly. Um, in August, we're holding our fiftieth uh, anniversary tasting, and we'll be showing back vintages of um, the print and Blackwood Park. So I'm just determining. We've only got limited stock, so I've got to be very careful. I might have to get my Coravin out and have a, <laughs> a bit of a, a bit of a look um, to find the best bottles to, to show on show at that fiftieth uh, tasting.
2: Well, speaking of iconic. That that prince, that's a, a, is it merchant prince? Is that the wine?
1: No, the prince. The prince, the prince. yeah, it's the sweet yeah, wine, isn't or, it? Or just print? yeah.
2: That's that's insane. Have you had that, Simon? Yeah, that's that's right up there, I reckon, for Australian um, sort of you know in that style. That's that's fabulous wine.
1: Yeah, again, I'm pretty pretty chuffed to be the new custodian of both those mm. wines because they both hold a really good. Solid place in Australian um, history, and yeah. and I think that's the thing that attracted me to Mitchelton is that you know it is a historical brand, um, and it's you know it's got real roots in the ground, and and that's the kind of winery I enjoy you know working for because um, so there's a genuine story
0: sort of behind it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yep,
0: and some some um, good vine age too.
1: Yeah, wow. we certainly have got some older. Um, planted material on the Mitchison estate. Um, the Ryan family also have um, a, a vineyard in Heathcote and a vineyard down at the Yarra. Um, and so, um, you know, part of my my job has been to, you know, I've been asked to have a look at the three blocks and, and the three vineyards and sort of work out what's best for where we are and and just to make sure that we keep, you know, keep the, the vines like the Crescent Lock, which is on the Mitchison estate, that's our oldest Shiraz. Um, that won't be going anywhere. But um, you know, just making sure that the estate and you know our wine styles stay relevant, but still, um, I guess, playing homage to the history of the of the site and the wines that we make um, the best, and making sure that you know we we can carry on going moving forward while respecting the past.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting point to try and take on a take on an iconic kind of Victorian brand like that. And and ma- and keep it relevant because you know wine's becoming more difficult to, to to stay relevant in terms of Australia's population's ageing and all that sort of stuff. So are you, are you going to do some sort of more fun stuff there, or are you got some new labels in the back of your mind? Something a bit more, you know, easy to drink doesn't have to be
1: salads. Yeah, yeah. So we've um we've got the priest range, which is really exciting for me because that's that sort of lovely, um, varietally true range that um that I think. You know you can make wines that are more drink now a little bit fresher in style mm. I guess um, you know not necessarily looking at so much oak and and complexity but just really representing um, varieties in their in their most fruit forward and pretty sense I guess um yes. this year we've made a, a nice little nouveau red that we want to oh. get into bottles shortly now that's that's um, that's what I'm
2: talking about something just yeah. a bistro wine something you can chuck in the fridge for half an hour
1: and just exactly. whatever yeah I mean and my 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 drinking style or what I'm enjoying is changing as I'm getting older as well. I mean, I'm, you know, you can always t- I can take the girl out of Coonawarra, but you can't take the Coonawarra out of the girl. But can't take the South you know, the Australian place.
0: accent out either, that
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shiraz. <Even> though, <laughs> yeah, now, now. Um, <laughs> I've only been here six months. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. We call it Syrah in Victoria. <laughs> if
2: you didn't know. <laughs>
1: Those everyday drinking wines for me. I, you know, again, I love Grenache and those sort of lighter style reds. So um, I'm really excited, excited that we can, um, you know, with, with that priest range, I guess, play a little bit more into those more modern drinking styles and, and see if we can bring on a new, uh, you know, lover of Mitchelton via some, some more modern and exciting mm. drink now wines.
0: Yeah, that, that's fun. So that, that sets us up for spring, really, doesn't it? That yeah, sort of, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that's great. It's exciting and, and it's a great challenge, I guess. Um, and you seem to be um, allowed to to have a fair degree of input.
1: Um, yeah. Look, Jerry Ryan uh, and Andrew, you know, the, the owners of Mitchelton, they're, they're wine lovers um, and have, um, you know, a great love for Mitchelton as a brand, as a site. And, you know, I heard in the in the introduction you know, Middleton's more than just a winery. It is definitely a destination site and uh, it's, it's stunningly beautiful. Um, we have the Muse restaurant, we have Provador, a lovely little cafe, the hotel, um, the art gallery, a day spa, cellar door, you know, and, and it's all nestled in on the banks of the Golden River in what is a stunning you know, um, setting. You know, it's just it's just every day I drive up the driveway and it's just you know gorgeous and lovely. So, it is a, it is a day trip. It is really not that far, depending on Melbourne traffic, which I'm yet to still get my head around from South Australia. We we don't see that kind of traffic. Um, but you know, anywhere from an hour and a half to a couple of hours, you can be up at Mitchelton and sipping on a nice glass of wine and uh, you know sitting out looking at the Golden River and then mm. book yourself into a beautiful luxurious hotel room and. Come and eat at the restaurant that night. It's, it really is a place full of, um, you know, just leave your troubles at the gate and come on in and let us look out, look after you as such.
0: Yeah, that sounds sounds um, awesome. And so, um, obviously, your challenge is to is to uh, make wines that people want to enjoy while they're while they're on site and to take home.
1: That is exactly my the task I have been you know given is to make sure that. The winery can, you know, keep up the hard work and the, and the nice um, showing that the, the hospitality guys are, you know, are doing so well and, and to make sure that our wines fit uh, fit for purpose and suit and that people go home and thoroughly enjoy their time there. And then when they see Mitchelton, a, a restaurant list or, a, or, you know, a In shelf a somewhere shop. that they yeah. pick it up and take it home. Yeah.
0: How widely distributed are you, um, Nat? Do you know much about that side of things?
1: Yeah, so we we really are just Victorian centric, I guess, in a sense at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, we we dabble a little bit interstate, but not a great deal at, at this point in time, um, and we we only export a tiny small amount. So um, we really are focused on Victoria at the minute, but it is something that we're looking at growing um, going going forward. They're all
2: state vineyards. They're all owned by the family.
1: That's correct. I mean, we do purchase a little bit of fruit for some growers for some varieties that we don't grow ourselves, but. Um, other than that, no. About about ninety percent of it is um, owner fruit. Mm.
2: So, what are we talking? Like a couple of hundred um, acres or hectares or?
1: uh oh, off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. I think it, I think the estate is around hundred hectares. So it'd be under two hundred hectares all up.
2: Yeah,
1: mm. what, around the one hundred and seventy thereabouts, what, I think.
0: What sort of um, total volume do you do in a year?
1: Yeah, so we're sort of re- reassessing where we head. So, but we're looking around that sort of. Um, Around the thousand ton, I guess, probably come through the through the winery.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we're not, you know, we're not huge, but we're not tiny either. No, mm. nah,
0: it's medium. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah.
0: Yeah. Controllable, hey?
1: It, um, yeah. Exactly. We don't want to get too big um, because you lose. You know, to me, you know, the Brian family has asked me to come in and sort of, I guess, you know. Make some wines, make good wines, but increase the quality of the wines and, and sort of, you know, make sure that we're giving our, our customers, our Mitchell and others, the very best wine that we can.
0: Yeah, and so, yeah, like, like we said before, matching the, the quality of the other aspects of the property and, and the, the proposition um, and making sure that everything's in, in keeping with that. But there's some serious history there. I mean, obviously that priest range yeah. is um, harking back or in, in honour of Colin Priest. So, That's correct. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Like some great. And
0: yeah. Then, no. It, sorry. No. You go. Oh, I was going to say, um, and even just the you know the the architecture on site and that sort of thing, like there's just you know, it's um it's it's quite you know, iconic really.
1: Yeah, it is, and uh, I I still remember the first morning I drove up um to come and have a look at the winery, and I was I was just in awe. Um, the Ashton Tower obviously is something that you don't forget. Um, it is certainly. Um, an amazing piece of architecture um and you know the the heart the entire site has this lovely sort of um timeless yet very um era sort of respectful focus if that makes sense so it is it, you, you can tell that it's been around for a while and it's mm. definitely a a child of the 70s as such um which is nothing wrong with that i'm a child of the 70s um <laughs> but it's also you know it, it's it's timeless in a sense that it—it's not, you know, uh, you know, there's no orange and brown carpet of, you know, it's, it's not yeah. stuck in a time warp as such. So <laughs> it's respectful to its era, but it's um, it's certainly, you know, you do realise that there's a bit of history and some a few years on the property, and then you go and look at the hotel, and that's, you know, that, I think that's only around seven to eight years old. That hotel, and it's been beautifully designed to fit in with um, both the environment and the current. Or the existing architecture, and it just fits in beautifully. And yeah, it's just got a lovely feel. Everything about it is just really connected to to site, and I really like that. It's mm. it, you, it's very peaceful. You you know, you've got that river there, and the and the birds and the like, and there's millions of kangaroos bouncing around. I think we've even got some guinea fowls running around, and there's the odd um, emu that just spring up every now and then. So um, you've got to be very cautious driving out in the evening because mm. there's a whole bunch of wildlife, but <laughs> Yeah, it is beautiful. It's a lovely place.
2: Yeah. And yeah, what what prompted the family to start making wine in the first place, and growing grapes, and doing all that stuff?
1: I um yeah. Look, I couldn't talk to um, the Ryan's decisions, I guess. Um, but from what I understand, Jerry Ryan um, has had a connection with this area through his horses, um, and from what I understand, really adores the area, and um, he he loves drinking good wine. And I think when the opportunity came that Mitchelton was, you know, available, he um, jumped at the opportunity to, um, you know, take on an it. iconic Australian brand. And yeah. he
0: spent a fair bit of money in the, in the region and, like, you know, Nagambi, and I think he, he has sold the caravan park now, but he did own the caravan park. Um,
1: yeah, and, I believe so, it, yeah. And I guess, he uh, built uh,
0: the brewery and, um, and, you know, pizzeria. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it, there is a, a serious connection with the area.
1: Yeah, he definitely. Um, I think he really enjoys this area, and I, I can't blame him. It is a it's stunning, stunning area. And yes, um, the Ngambie Brewery is a Ryan family. Um, avenue, uh, uh, um, I was going to say something. I've, I've lost my word now. But anyway, um, <laughs> this, that's it. Venue. That's what I want. Um, I was just remembering sitting out on the deck, uh, drinking gin when I first got here. So you know, <laughs> it's, um, it's, it is beautiful. But yeah, no, he certainly has a an affection, a great affection for the for the area.
0: Mm. Um, now good luck with your uh with this project, hey? Um thank you. And enjoy your relocation. You obviously uh need to or you will meet friends and uh and people around the um the area, but it um sounds like you you're starting to uh yeah, take up some
2: Victorian roots.
1: Yeah, no. We'll uh, we'll see. I'm still an Adelaide crows girl so that will never change. <laughs> <Duh>.
2: <laughs> That's right. I go for the Sydney Swans, and everyone yeah. laughs at me
1: okay, for it. Okay, good. <laughs>
2: it's okay, Crows are going all right this year, though.
1: They are. They are going pretty well. Yeah.
2: Do you get home much?
1: Um, not as much as I'd like. I'm heading back to Kunora next weekend for 50th, so that'll be good. Um, and then, yeah, I haven't been back to Adelaide yet, so we'll see. Hopefully, uh, in the next few weeks, well, I it's might been, get home. Been
0: busy this first six months, I guess. Anyway, hasn't it? Certainly um, gone
1: by very quickly. Yeah. yeah I bet. <laughs>
0: Um, well, Nat, we'll, we'll chat again, I'm sure. So, um, thank you. And um, yeah, good luck with the uh, 50th anniversary in August. That should yeah. be fun too.
1: Thank you, guys.